Okay, good evening everybody. So, tonight's topic is Vatranus. Now Vatranus, I was just thinking of my drive here, how in the world do you translate Vatran? Maybe because it's not part of, so, so much part of society, it's not a good translation. Uh, maybe because we have, we have a couple different usages which we'll, we'll touch on tonight. I, it literally means to give in or to relinquish or to, when, you, when you're in, a, in the right, if I had to be more, less literal, and you give up your rights to protest, something like that. Um, but but Vatranus is from the most sublime Midas character traits. And other than the most sublime character traits, it's a game changer. It's truly a game changer. Person who is a Vatran will benefit in this world and the world to come. Says of Chaim, Amru Chazal, quoting the Medrash Rabbah, B'nei Beisel Shal Avraham, we, all the, for the children, the Medrash Rabbah says, those who from the house of Avram were Vatranim Hayu. They were Vatranim. They were people, let me see if this is Hold on one second. No. Uh, it's, um, so the, they, were, they were, again, they relinquished, they were generous with others. I mean, part of, by the, by the way, relinquishing, we'll see in a, in a few moments, is being able to be a vatran, the memoto, being generous. Now, it's not exactly being a, um, a giver, per se, but it means being able to, just like you, in order to, to, to be a vatran, means if you could be upset at someone and you're not, it means you're giving from yourself to another person. When a person is generous with other people, with his money, her money, also has a level of electronics of giving from yourself what belongs to you, in theory, everything really belongs to Hashem, but to other people. Viamro, so the children of Avraham, one of the meters are <coughs> to be electronic. To give, give, give up, to be generous with other people, not to hold grudges based on that. Viyam, the Medrash also says, this is not in Barashas Rabbah, but in Bamid Barabah. Ish, Ish. It says a double language of Ish. Limda Torah, Limda Oischa HaTayra, Shetiyavatram Batoich Beischa. In your house, you have to give, don't, don't be uh, strict with others. Don't be overly uh, uh, careful with others in a negative. So if this means give up your own personal, uh, your own personal hakpadas, uh, uh, things you get upset about, in order for other people to live and uh, uh, live. For example, the medrash says this is very contemporary medrash. Nishbach yayin havivatran. Now, I must tell you, I have a lot of kids, um, and you know, you grow with your family. <laughs> so it used to be when people would spill. And I'm talking about spilling on the table, on the floor, when they're careless. Now, they're not careless, it's a mistake, one thing. But when they're totally careless, I think to yourself, what do you make your whole mess? You're so careless. I can't tell you I'm 100% perfect. But you realize, like, okay, this is human, being, being human, and we would never want anyone to be so strict with us. We may not spill our wine or our orange juice or our milk, we may be a little more adults, but we, we, all of us, all of us, have things where people would be looking at us with a microscope, or even now with a microscope, they would be have what to find fault. So a person should be vatran, right? The yayin spills in your house, have a vatran, 
להן חאוי ויש, ובכן שמונך ועצוסיכם, אמלא נקרא, so same thing uh, to people those who, who have love, נקרא כסוסך, if something gets ripped, something happens, your clothes, if you're a person who's a vatra now, it doesn't mean to create um, a, you know, I mean, so let me pick myself, you know, I have to educate my children, they have to know to be careful, don't put the drinks at the edge of the table, you know, don't give your hand like this and go across the table unnecessarily. Obviously, part of educating as 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 uh, as a father is to tell them to, to be careful. That being said, uh, they're gonna even with that. First of all, a learning learning process, and number two, myself and all of us at times will knock over a cup of not only water of some type of juice or wine or grape juice. No one, if you don't, and you're such a nervous wreck, you have other problems. <laughs> so you have a little life of tension. Um, but you know, but obviously we have to use a train. So it doesn't mean to have a, a vatran means to be, uh, you know, half careless or careless. But it means there's a certain level where a person has to be carefree, and, and it's and it's not a carefree. It's a carefree that there's a bigger calculation here, that shalom, peace, peace of mind, uh, happiness. That there are other friendship, relationships. There are other factors which are just more important than a spilled cup of grape juice or wine or orange juice or a ripped clothes. There are, there are, there are bigger things in life than that. And, and therefore, your vatran, actually, Shlomo Melech, the wise of all men, that Ava Mechasa called Peshav, that love covers all faults. And really what Shlomo Melech was saying is that a person... When you love somebody, you care about, so you cover, you overlook small things. Now, if, if there's a question of education, it could be, you know, if you see someone's actually careless, and you're, even if they're an adult, it could be there's a time, not at that moment, at a later period of time, to maybe point it out gently. But it means that the relationship, the love, the shalom, the peace, the, the sanity, the calmness, are much more important uh, than anything else. Like just even for Lima Torah, for Torah study, where did I just see this? Just the past day or two, I just bumped into this uh, in a safe. I think it's Oriol, maybe one of the ones from I saw. That a person when they're in a safer tub, we all know this. If you're happy, you can learn way better. Way your person's upset and angry, you learn tired. You can't. You can't. You're, 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 you're stifled. Your your head is. You can't even learn. You can't enjoy life. So Vatronis is just. By the way, it's common sense, but it's also a, a more sublime that you realize. The things that are more important. Hashem actually blesses you for that. Aval, im shamata davar ishtecha. But the measures that continues, if you hear something about the status of your wife, which, which we'll elaborate on later on, which means that she, perhaps she's forbidden, there's halakhic reflections. Kum kegever. Lamasha gever havikvar. Therefore, sometimes you have to make a stand. Now, we're going to see this is a very narrow bridge over here. Later on, if there's actually a halakhic issue, means you shouldn't be carefree if somebody's being machal Shabbos in your house. <laughs> you shouldn't be carefree if the kashas is, is, is questionable. Oh, but I'll be vatra, not such a big deal. Maybe there are bugs in the lettuce. Maybe, maybe the meat really is from uh, a horse. You know, that's not a vatra. Maybe my wife really 
was adulterous or, or you know, is forbidden that's not an area where you can be mavatar on because that's a halakhic reality. But whether it's for the smaller things, that's certainly a person should do and, and the person is blessed. Uv Megillah, Talmud says Meseches Megillah, Chavchava Amhan Aleph, 28. The students of Nechunia asked him, and Berakana asked him, what, if, what was your schos, what was your merit that you lived a long life? Amrlei, and Nechunia Berakana said, by the way, Nechunia Berakana is, is um, the author, for those who say, it's a very holy, very holy tefillah. So how, what was the merit of your long life? Now, was a Kabbal, is a very deep Kabbalistic Tvila. He was a Tana, he was obviously learned for decades of his life, but what was the merit of Ben Yechumin that he lived a long, a long life? I didn't say I was learning Torah that long. I was Vachem Ben which means sometimes it's a question, there's a bill, somebody... There's a bill, questionable. You get, you get the food of the rest, and you don't really like it, maybe you shouldn't pay them, maybe you should stiff them. Somebody charges you, and you think that wasn't exact. Um, you know, this year, one of my kids got into a fender bender, and really, to be quite frank, not so simple, that, that child, it was a long, it's a long, complicated story. It was two Jews, and very long, complicated, not simple. But in the conversation, the person said, I said, the Chavetz Chaim says, that a person should have a bank account called a Shalom Bias bank account. That, that when something's questionable, you just pay it and move on. And that's Nechunah that's, He lived a long life because of Asher Haisa. Now we'll see, of course, it doesn't mean to waste money. Hashem doesn't give us money trees. And obviously, if we're not obligated whatsoever, then one should think long and hard about giving away his money for no reason. But there's times where it's, it's just a matter of dispute, and there are two sides, and there are times, again, sometimes it should be a dentero or, or whatever, I'm not, but there are many times where Shalom is way more important, certainly, by the way, as a general rule with relatives, or friends, certainly, by the, with a general rule, or where it's a minor amount of money, it should not be a big deal. If it's a multi-million dollar deal, and there's two sides, it could be, then it should be arbitrated or based in, whatever it may be. Um, or the person you believe wronged you, really wronged you, and there's, and there's larger stakes. He wronged you for five bucks. Sometimes it's just worth it to move on. But if it's not five bucks, it's five thousand, five hundred thousand, fifty thousand, whatever it may be. That may be a different state. But person, the general person, if you vouch him money, you should be. Excuse me, I got this like lingering cough. Um, should person should be vouch him money? Should be should it be should be able to overlook and relinquish sometimes mammon because there's a higher cause. What does it mean, Vesar Meirah? Job, of course, was When there was a question of the scales and of money or this and that, or, or even, I would even point out a, a contemporary example, and, I, and sometimes is there's a tip and there's an expectation of a tip and people you know who are certainly if they're paid uh, on the lower salary scale the tip actually is how they make their parnasa so sometimes you can get away with not tipping and you're in your rights um, but a person's vita wants to make people happy and not upset 
I've seen people not tip and the taxi driver or the waiter or, or somebody is either insulted, hurt, or angry. So it doesn't mean to give a 28% tip, but it does mean to be Vita Mishalov, there's a certain my law of, of the, when people expect or, there's a, or it's a question of fighting or, you know, it's questionable what it is. It doesn't, again, it doesn't mean to be a sucker. It means that you're investing in a higher cause. Maybe it could be to make a person feel good. That's also something to be Vita Mishalov. Uvi Yushami, the Yushami is a little bit different. What is the positive Messor Marav? Shemavatar Kalaso. Somebody curses you. Whoa! Somebody, the average person gets cursed. You know, in certain societies, that certain cultures, if you curse a person, they'll kill you. They can literally get shot. Um, or they'll get to a fight with you. Or they'll, they'll, they'll bear grudges and anger. person is a hecher. Holy Jew. They're Mavatar, even on Kalaso. Even on... Uh, even on a cost, I think I said this in Tomer Devara, I'm not positive, but if I didn't, even if I did, it's Kedai, it's worthwhile to hear over, that the Chidah, Chaim Yosef Tadazula, was the daily Hadur of the Sephardi world the past three, four hundred years, it was uh, really the Gadol of Yishalayim, like 250 years ago, traveled around the world, was a bibliophile, was collected for Yishalayim, and the one was under the Turkish Empire, and he went to all the Svar, all of, all of the Svarim of Europe, and he he was a student of the Orachaim Akash. Heilig Orachaim Akash on Chumash the Pretayer, and he said the following story: that there was once uh, a Talmud Chacham who was badly embarrassed and cursed by somebody Shalokidin. Person did nothing wrong, and some brazen person humiliated this Talmud Chacham, cursed him. And the Orachayim HaKadosh was concerned that this person who was Mavaza Talmud Chacham is not, is a, is not like, this is very, very serious. You Mavaza Talmud Chacham, not you, not you, not you, but a person disgraces a Torah scholar, a bona fide real Torah scholar, it could be a terrible Oynish, Khalil Vichas, terrible punishment because a Torah scholar is really an ambassador for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. And therefore, you're really attacking Kavayachal as HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's like a serious punishment. So the, the Orachim, who is a holy, holy, big, big, big person, told his Talmud Chacham, please forgive that brazen, insolent individual. He doesn't know better, he doesn't understand what he did. The person said, yeah, I totally forgave him already. He said, you totally forgave him? He said, yeah, I thought to myself, if, 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 uh, if, if, if I'm in pain, it pains Hashem Kavayachol, it's Tzar Hashchina. We know that the Talmud says... And the, really, the works of Kabbalah uh, elaborate on this: that when a person is in pain, kaviyocha, whatever this means, Hashem is in pain with them. So he said to himself, "This Torah scholar, if I'm upset and angry and in pain, then Hashem will be that way, and I don't want to cause tsar hashkina, the pain to the shkina." This is this, but I, 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 this is a big kabbalistic context, a big idea of Kabbalah. And the Urachayim was flabbergasted. Here was a tamal, it, was a, it wasn't a gadol, it was a tamal chacham, but he realized. To be to al kolosso and for this Torah scholar, why was he able to do it? Because his big thing was Hashem shouldn't be in pain, and it's he overlooked the own his own humiliation, because he saw something bigger. He relinquished his right to be angry, to to be furious, to be indignant, indignant, right? To to walk around with, you know, to talk or whatever it is, even an hour, just to think how terrible this was. By the way, 
I'm just being frank. Many, even most, if not all, of the people that you know would, would at least be upset. And many people, if they're publicly humiliated, they would walk around for, for who knows how long. Just this week, this week, I'm not joking, somebody met with me about a communal issue, and I told them to speak to so-and-so. They said, no. I said, why not? 20 years ago, now it happens to be this guy was, was with what he told me, was seriously humiliated, but barely, and, and seriously humiliated. But 20 years later, he still can't sit down and have a conversation with this person because of this. And this Talmud Chacham was Mavater Al-Kalalasa, and that's really Vesar Meiral, that's through Shalmi, who is Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin says in Kuf Beis, <coughs> oh, I'm apologize for my cough, Achav, Achav, who was in theory this, the wicked king of Israel, in theory, was Vachar Mimoino. He was a very generous king. He was a generous leader. And because he was so generous amongst the multitudes of beneficiaries were Torah scholars. So even though, even though Achav was a person who himself was married to Izevel Jezebel. Right? Jezebel, that's who he was married to. Even in popular culture, Jezebel. The, the idea of a, of a wicked lady is Jezebel. Uh, Izevel, uh, even though Achav, who had so many issues of causing idolatry amongst the masses, but because he was generous, he relinquished his own, he could have been a king and only focused on himself, but he was generous with his money, he relinquished his rights, so to speak, for his guilt, for his money, he had atonement for half of his misdeeds. Cesar B'chaim, Uve'emes, Rebbe most arguments, most fights, not all, but most would be settled. If a person would relinquish their rights to be upset, to be angry, I think I want to mention I knew somebody who, who, who had an, an real, by the way, in this case they called me from a certain city, they had a will, <coughs> kind of tested will amongst the family, and it was not for, for 50 bucks, it was for several thousand dollars, it was amongst siblings, and the sibling called me up. They felt they were being ripped off. I, I, and they had money without that. They could have lived happily. I said, at a certain point, I said, is it worth it to fight to the death over the money? And it's, this person just could not be Mavater. And they died. Actually, they're still alive, but they're very sick. Actually, they're not dead. Uh, but they're very, very sickly. And they've been sick for years. And the, the mamish, this contested will, broke them. First, think about it. Let's say it was twenty thousand, thirty thousand, fifty thousand dollars. It's a lot of money, and I, I, I would love if someone gave me twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollars something I deserve uh, today. I'd be very happy. I don't give my. I'm not, I'm not poo pooing. It's a modern amount of money. It doesn't grow on trees, and it's a lot of money. Let's. And for some people, it's a significant portion of their income for a year. But let's say let's let's imagine fifty thousand dollars. That person makes eighty five thousand dollars a year. That's a huge amount of their their, their yearly salary. So they would get a will. For fifty thousand dollars. By the way, it was not fifty thousand to my from my recollection. And this person made way more than eighty five thousand dollars a year. Let's say it was thirty five thousand, whatever they felt chipped off. Um, but even if it was fifty or hundred thousand to get to be unhappy every day of your life, is that worth it? To get yourself physically sick, to to walk at every family simcha and have a fight. I mean, what? Think about it. Now, it doesn't mean there's not ways to deal with it, and it could be go to base, it could be go to but. If, if that's not working, and you just move on. I mean, life is too short. Your, your physical health, 
your ruchnius, your spirituality, your olam way more important, your, your, your happiness, to be able to go to a relative simcha, not see the other relative, and be the whole, your whole nephew's or niece's simcha, be angry because that uncle or aunt is there as well. It just, it, you just have to think to yourself, what is it worth it for? Forgetting even more halig, more holy ideas of, of Tsar HaShchina, of Hashem's pain, of, of Shalom for the Klal Yisrael, of Avis, uh, you get anything else, your own, just Pashat Seichel, your own self, person's going to get physically sick, be miserable, be angry, think, just feel terrible, there's no question, their own ruchings, their spirituality suffered, not to enjoy life, not to, to ruin family, other family members have to get involved and pick sides, terrible, kind of sickness, I'm not much of a sickness, I watch this, by the way, I don't live there, that person happened to be from a city which I had lived at earlier, so they, and they know my background, I have a rabbinic background, I have a legal trust in the state background, so they, they reached out to me, but like, you gotta be crazy, you gotta be crazy, um, so, uh, so Rosh Hashanah Chaim, most fights would be Mimavatir be Tamid Yosef Toiv, and listen to this line, great line, the Tamid Yosef Toiv Levater. Very often, it's better to relinquish your rights than to win. You you get you've you've been a bigger beneficiary. You're a bigger beneficiary very often. V'yamru Chazal, the Talmud says in Baba Kama, Sadi Gimel, Loylam, person should always be even a Hadafin. Those who are the chased after and not the chasers. You should not be the bully. It doesn't mean to be a nevach, but it means if it's, there's a fight, very often, don't be the one persecuting and prosecuting. Uh, for the Shalom kid that I'm saying, obviously there are times where it was Cheshemesh, but for reason, the laws of, of legal rights for reason, but it's a general rule, you should not be the one chasing after others. Just listen to this. The, 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 the fowl that are chased are are Turim Pneona pigeons and, and dove uh, uh, and different types of doves. And those birds are kasha for the Mizbeach. Uh, and other birds which are not, which are the pre- which are, which are the chasers, the predators are not, we can't offer as a korban. They're not kasha for the altar in the base of English. Mishiragalavater Tamid, a person who, who, who is generous and relinquishes his rights to be upset. Or, or, or gives up at times, is Chaysech Mimeno takes with themselves hatred, umachlaikis, and fights, vitsaras, and tragedies. Self imposed tragedies, and sometimes a tragedy in a Shamayim. Is from the general rules, which says in Rosh Hashanah, called Mavra Midasa, a person who, 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 who expands. Who, who extends their 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 their, their, their character traits? Ma'avir and lo kol peshav. That person's forgiven. Hashem actually takes away their sins, which means there's benefits in this world and more importantly for olam haba. Uvederek klal hamavater ma'avir midasov. And in general, in general, a person who's capable and able to be a vatran to relinquish ma'avir midasov to now again. I, I'll swing back in a second. Ma'avir midasov to 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 overcome their midas is a sin of a chacham. Now it doesn't mean to be a, a, a sucker. It means that you, sometimes you can, you can make a calculated understanding. There's more important things. You know, I, I remember that uh, one of the, uh, one of the older states in South Florida, statesman, like a person, a chashur person, he would sometimes go out and do mitzvahs, and people would just like. 
Come on, I'm as I was a teenager, I watched this happen a few times. This guy smiled and kept going. Like he didn't say, what are you giving me a hard time about? Because I'm doing a mitzvah, I'm helping the tzibur. Like you're giving me a hard time. He just smiled and went. Like it wasn't even worth it. It was like he was so above it. He was wise enough. Because I, I know so many people who are the instinctive person, someone would chepper, bother them, make a comment to them. They'd all of a sudden make a comment back. Like, who do you think you are talking to? I'm doing, helping the, the shul, the yeshiva, the tzibur. What? Like, so many of you were just like, retort back or make a comment back or be upset about it like I, I, I remember um, this is vivid in my mind this, this guy he didn't, not only was he not upset he didn't get kind of like totally over his head because he was wise he, and that's why by the way he's a statesman he, he got things done you know there are often people who want to do that and they get all upset or, or they get hurt and they can't do it or they get hurt and they do it and they're not effective <laughs> they're totally not effective for that reason and I, like, I remember this Jiyid who, it was just like amazing. It's a sim of Chachmah. And a fool never, never is able to relinquish their, their rights. By the way, if you want to be a good Rebbe, for younger kids, like I've taught all ages, uh, for younger kids who are clueless uh, about respect or boundaries, you gotta, you're a good Rebbe, you know you have to be a Vater. I tell you, and by the way, that's how you'll be able to teach. You have to be able to keep the class, decorum at some level, and sense of respect, but you also have to be able to overlook. You have to know what to close your eyes to if you're a good rebbe, not to get caught up. Otherwise, if you're a rebbe, especially the younger grades, <coughs> who they are not vater, they'll be angry all day, they'll be upset that the kids will not, will not respect him or her if it's a female teacher. I mean, you gotta, you need a successful rebbe knows how to be vater, knows when to when to demand the respect and on and on to close eyes those which students can handle it's not yeah, that's, and that's how it's, Torah is taught that's how little kids grow up Vyama Batanis it says in Tanis Tzadik Virasha a Tzadik Virasha mi nidchem epremi mi Tzadik Nirasha ki a Tzadik mevata tamid vakshan shlevata mi Tzadik Nirasha ki a Tzadik mevata tamid Sometimes the tzaddik gives up for the rasha because the tzaddik has him about there. And again, in the long run, you're the beneficiary. The person wins out on many levels. Vakshan is a person who's obdurate, who's stubborn. So one of the reasons that happens is gaiva. Why? He thinks, I have a certain status. But today, some one of the causes of gaiva today, of arrogance, is low self-esteem at times, which is a little bit tragic. But we live in a, in a generation of low self-esteem for many, many reasons. Not our, not our, sugi, not our topic today, but in general, there's, there's a thought that gaiva, wherever the, however gaiva is happening, but most times people, when they're not mavata, they feel in the right. I know best, or I'm right, and they're wrong, or the money belongs to me, it was my thing, it's my house. I told you don't do this. It's my table. So that's a level of personal kind. Even the person that a bragger, but the person when they feel they're right, they're, they're, they're upset. I think if I'm a vater, I'm going to lower my stature. The person who's able to be a vater, actually, is, as I told you, I looked at this person much way later that he didn't respond to these you know, I think I many a uh, few several years ago, 
I, I spoke Parsha's Truma. I don't know what year this was, five years ago, six years ago, I don't remember. Even more, actually, I think it's longer. And I quoted the last Talat Trebbe, had a great line, great line. Uh, it said that in life, there are fans and there are players. And in Judaism, like everything, like in other areas of life, most people are fans. And they're in a shul, or in a yeshiva, or in a, in a, in a gemach, whatever they may be, in a chesed, in a community. They, they, they cheer when they like things. Way! And they boo. That's dumb idea, bad. Boo. They, so most people are cheering and booing. They're not doing. Very few people are players. And if you really want to be a player, you want to be a person who does for clients, which is why Prophet Truman, so I talked about then, you need to be able to be a player. And that means you need to be able to put up with a lot. Just even tonight I had a meeting with some of the heads of my, the heads of my school, big, very big organizations, like the three presidium type heads, president type heads. We're talking about a certain thing. One said, you know, we're never going to get a thank you for this. It doesn't exist. You're not in it for the thank you. Don't not, you don't need, you need a person has a bigger picture. Why, you know, you're not getting a thank you from hundreds of families because you see the bigger picture. You see you're building the Jewish people. You see Hashem. You see Kalah Yisrael. You see what you can do. It's not about the thank you, okay? It's not, that's not what it's about. Um, and so, and, and, and sometimes you're even willing to do things which you don't want to do because you can, you know, you know that that's the right thing and it doesn't, you're not going to lose out. With a Kedushan, and the Kedushan says, Amr Shtikuz the Babel, in Babylonia, the ability to be quiet, not to, to speak back, um, um, it, it was because they had good yichos and Eretz Yisrael, which were, some of them were mixed, and they would see in Bnei Marov and some of, these, some of them, the, 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 those coming from the west, which is Israel, uh, the, those times came in, so they trailed out, they would two begin to fight, they called them a sh- uh, and one of them would be quiet. Ah, oh, they said this person has better yichos, better yichos. This person is able to realize that there's more important things than winning a fight. And being a vatron and being a person who's bigger, they have big, it's not that they're smaller, they're bigger, they have bigger ideas of what life's about. Uh, again, I, I look back at that tragic case of a will for 50K, whatever it was, and the person sick for a decade, a decade already probably, um, and ruined their life and was unhappy and miserable and they didn't even, I can't even show me it would be helpful, but they, they had enough food and bread and, and lights and cars without it you know, you think to yourself, there's so many things like that, by the way. There are friendships that are destroyed. Sibling relationships, parental-child relationships, communal, familial, all kinds of business partnerships. All these, so many people ruin themselves, ruin their business, ruin their lives, ruin their friendships, and very often they're on ruchnias. I know people who left yeshivas and shoals and communities because of this, and they, they're the loser. <laughs> they're the loser because they suffered. They, and their own ruchnis suffers as a result. And when a husband and wife, oh my goodness, when I think about marriages in this area, whoa! Whoa! You think about shalom bayis. You know, person is the shalom bayis. There's nothing like in the world. A person has a good marriage. Brings happiness and simcha and and bracha to the house, and the person can sleep better at night, and is physically healthy. By the way, one of the wor- best ways to get your happiness in marriage is to hurt your health. This is a fact, F-A-C-T, 
uh, that you have a bad marriage. <laughs> That's a great way to kill your physical health, let alone your emotional health. Uh, so, so when you're in, having in your house, in your marriage, Roy, no, this is okay. I, I, now, uh, we're not going to be 100% PC because in today's world, we don't know what a boy is, we don't know what a girl is, we don't know what gender is, we don't know who, who could be the boy's swimming team and the girl's swimming team. So the, 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 the whole idea of man and female and marriage and family, for that matter, is off kilter. But so just, I want you to listen to how, how, how we need to say over here because it's, it's terrible. So in general, you have to, you know, the Torah is, is, is infinitely Hashem's wisdom. And men have make tick different than ladies, as a general. There are obviously exceptions. And, and you know, we're learning here right now, it's, I always say it's West Point. You know, West Point was the theory of Torah. And in real life, there are some gray areas that could be a little bit different. But in theory, the woman should be mavatah to her husband. And in a normal, functional marriage, the, because a man needs to feel like he's the king of his house. This is, Ramam elaborates, I'm not, I'm not working on this whole thing out now, I'm just going to say it very, very, in a terse, short fashion, but it's a, important that the Ramam says that a man needs, needs to, needs to feel like the king of his house. That's how men are created, for better or for worse, from the beginning of time. And therefore, a woman should make a man feel mavata very often. We can, now, I'm not getting to a balichuva where a woman... Recording no. in progress. Oh, this is the, the excuse me about that. Um, um, and the woman knows better about something. A lot of things right now. Just in general, how the house is run, a man needs to feel like the king of his house. And if he feels that way, very often, if she's a woman, smart woman, she'll get him to feel that way. She'll be a way bigger beneficiary. And the, the time that we all says, will do ritzayim baila. Now, we're not talking about breaking Torah, keeping Torah. Obviously, the husband's not religious. Something like that's very different. But if he wants to go out to fleshiks and he wants to milchiks, in theory, it's a good idea. L'chen zachsayal ya'el, we know that ya'el was in the time of Sisra, so that Chua Gedola came to her, uh, to, uh, through her. She was the one who killed Sisra. Fisha ha'isa isha kashera. She was our isha kashera. She was a kosher woman and she did her husband's will. By the way, the, the time of Leo also brings out the Yah was very smart, and even though her husband, Barak, uh, was not particularly a learned person, she got him to do mitzvahs, she built him. And so part of parlay she built him is she made him feel important, and she gave him these ideas. And one of the ways she made him feel important is sometimes giving up what she wanted for what he wanted. The aim of the bias, she'ish shavasham, the woman is the queen of the house, and there's no king. In other words, the Ramam will then say that, that the husband, when he's supposed to be a king, should be mechabed as Ishto has to honor, honor his wife more than himself. He has to give her more, more when he feels like a king in a good marriage, in a, in a healthy marriage, <coughs> the wife makes the husband feel geschmack. He's a god, he's a man, and the husband will then reciprocate in a higher, much higher fashion uh, to his wife and give her more, more, more honor than even for himself. The, uh, but when a woman, when a woman literally wears the pants, I hate to say that, the, the, you know, part, <laughs> I'll get into the, you know, the world that we live in today. When a woman doesn't make her husband feel like that, on the contrary, it's her house. She's the, so it's woe to that house because it's already off kilter.
And for all of those, so to speak, progressives who think they know better, I, 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 I would just tell you, then uh, look at marriages today and look how they last today and look at the happiness in marriages and look what the divorce rate is. They don't know better. And that's why um, for in the secular world, institutional marriage has been damaged, by the way. Forgetting Torah thought, you can look at sociological studies, people who are happily married live longer, happier, better lives. Period. I'm not talking about religiosity and theology right now. Just pure sociology. This is Seichel of the Torah. And for a man, this is so important. Like Sometimes um, women will not understand that men are weak creatures and that they, that they, that they see provocative sights, their heads can go flying, and their eyes have to be watched because a woman could see things, what's wrong? I can look at this. What's, but a man is such a weak creature, you know, they can see a lady and they're happily married and their head goes, whoa! All of a sudden they think it's some other lady. Someone just walks by five seconds, also their head's over there. Like, well, a woman doesn't do that. That's like a man. So you have to know that men, and men also need to feel a sense of ownership of home. It doesn't mean how they, on the contrary, uh, if it's done correctly, it's the most respectful, honorable marriage. But if a man doesn't feel like he, he feels, it, it kills a man. Like, women need appreciation more than men. Men need respect. Like, as a general, being very, this is very general, women need to sit here, thank yous and appreciation, and feel like they dress, put up, wear a nice dress, thank you, and how nice you look, and how appreciate, like, and dinner was great, or you did a great job on the painting, whatever it is, they need to feel appreciated. Men don't need so much appreciation, they need respect. A man needs respect. And a man is, whose wife is not my partner and doesn't respect him will feel miserable. He will feel miserable. And so he won't fulfill their potential. Because of Harambam, Tzavala woman should have a certain, uh, should, uh, should tremendously give her husband a sense of disrespect. Certain, a certain awe of him. And when he asks for something, she do it. And, 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 and again, it, doesn't, it sounds in our contemporary, so to speak, world, it doesn't sound like, oh, no, no, this is a patriarchal society. This is terrible. It gets worse, Betty, for them when we need her. Uh, no, it, but this is, Ram is brilliant. It's brilliant because this is the nature of men, and it's how men need to feel. He needs to feel like a, 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 a melech. Uh, right. then, then a person on the contrary he will honor his wife he'll give her the appreciation again I'm talking functional homes people who are normal who do not have other clinical or personal issues they bring into the reality that's also applicable but there, there are other tweaks that have to happen over there um, and that's have a good marriage of holiness and purity um and, and on the contrary, they are the beneficiaries of the thing. Their houses are Torah houses, they're beautiful, they're happy, they're functional, they're shalom bias, and they pass on to their children that way. Amnam, if a woman is kasha, but the bottom line is, let's say you have a person married, and for whatever reason, the wife is Pumfakir, just opposite. She gives her husband not, no respect. No respect. No honor. Doesn't give in. Doesn't budge. Doesn't, right? So the husband, for the sake of peace, for the sake of something higher, even though 
it's not in the right way, he should still be, he should move out there. And by the way, he brings down the Gemara Ba Matiya in, in, in general. Demila de Beza, Yesh the Balish Malishta, a person should, it shouldn't even come to a head. It should, the, the, the default is about the paint in the house, the couches, not talking about the checkbook, if they can afford it or not, obviously if it's a, that's in conjunction. But if everything is equal, you should listen to the wife. And therefore, the, the, there should be no machlekes. The starting point is, you know, if the husband says, I want this, and the wife should see it to make her husband feel good, do it. But the, really what the husband should do is ask the wife first what she wants, and what she wants is what he wants. If it's miladama, if it's this world, if it's this world, it's all, the, the, I once saw my son, the Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, with his second wife, when he was an older man, he went to a wedding, and he, and he asked his wife, his wife he, he asked his wife, uh, you know, tell me when you want to go. She said, whenever Roshiva wants to go. She called her, you know, she's Paul, she called her husband Roshiva, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. So Roshiva, she said, when I want to go, when you want to go. She said, when I want to go, you go. I think that's her whole argument over here. So he told her, this is Emilia Dishmat, Dalma, this is worldly things. You pick when we go. And she said, no, this is Emilia Dishmat, because Rabbi Kamenetsky, Roshiva, what you're learning is, holy. that's a holy, that's a holy marriage. It means each one, so if a husband Ask the wife first, what do you want? If it's, if it's what you want for dinner, what to have a house look, that's the Torah way. If the husband has a strong day, then the wife should do it. If she doesn't bend, then the husband should bend. That's, that's a general, very basic framework of being mavatar in marriage. Um, if it's a question of the husband to bend Torah, and he knows Torah, and he knows better than the wife halakhically or hashkafically, then, then the husband should be listened to. And not and, and, and the wife even the default should be the husband. And in general, going back to generalities over here, a person should look to relinquish the rights to be upset or angry or their their own way. You know, not my way is the highway. Like is certainly if it's a point of friction or tension or a conflict, the conflict is almost always worse. The conflict is almost always more damaging. Person Shimavatar, right, relinquished, can move on and be happy. Think about Hashem if you're holy. Think about your sanity. Think about your family. Think about your Ruchnius, your spirituality. If you're upset and you're angry, you won't be able to learn Torah and Davin and be happy. Get <laughs> a person's physical health. That was a qualification. Whoa, qualification. We started this way. Is things which are not no get halacha over here. If somebody wants to come to your house and break Shabbos, kashras, dress provocatively in front of you. Okay, the black and white. Right? Sometimes it's gray. It's nuances. Two opinions in halacha. There's the chetchila, but the effort that you need a rov. Your person who needs a rov, you need to know how to ask the question. But when it's black and white, halacha, Torah law. Rabbinic law, you can't be mavata, you can't eat kosher, you can't eat treif, you can't be exposed to tumma fatara. That's not that's that's because the damage. Think big. You can't relinquish something which is going to damage your soul, damage your family, damage your ruchnius. Also mavata. Going back, if you hear about your wife, she's she was uh, adulterous. You have to go. You have to be like, like a gabri. You have to figure out are you permitted to be married to her or not. Going back to the original mattress, have ish be a man where where where, where it's important where you can't so anything which is not Torah which is not breaking halacha Torah 
could be some could be under certain circumstances minhag you have to ask a shaila what minhag is not mevater very often minhag is not as important as shalom and uh, shalom but certainly Torah law is rabbinic Torah even there by the way sometimes with kiruv or sometimes you need shalas chachem you have to ask a rov everyone needs a rov for these questions everyone needs unless you're a big Tamil Chacham yourself. Um, could be sometimes for, for Kira, for, for Shalom, people have, are weak, whatever. There are times there, even also, you can close your eyes. You can't, you can't eat on kosher, but you can let someone else do it, or someone else pick Shabbos for the greater peace. This, these, need, these needs to have Shalom's uh, Chacham, uh, asking a rov. V'chen Amru, says, A person should not be vatu in the Torah. You can't break the Torah, right? A person... I just recently had this question, but I've had it many, many times before. Persons come and observe it. Their family wants to drive, take driving with them, come to the mall on Shabbos. They can't, can't do it. Now that you're at a level of observance, you can't be vater. Like, even if your father or your mother get upset or whatever it is, and they think you're, here's the crazy thing, they're breaking Shabbos, but you're the troublemaker. Right? And in, a, in a religious home, it, it could be something different. They're talking Lashon Hara. But you don't want to listen to the conversation. You're the troublemaker. You're talking Lashon Hara. Treif. That's, you know, the, you could have payas and a black hat or, or, or wherever kind of yamaka and talk Lashon Hara. You don't think you can be so religious. No, that's, that's like eating pig. You can't speak Lashon Hara and you don't want to hear it. So you can't even bavata on Lashon Hara. So, um, but there are gray areas. There are gray areas that you have to know. Sometimes it's, it's not Lashon Hara exactly. It may not be the best. The questions of family... Things and some family members not religious and what you should be doing. There are questions of where it's a minhag or questions where there's two mahalchem, two paths. All these things of where the siyats with You should speak hated mchacham to know what's what's proper to be mivater on and what not. What's the shem shemayim? Hashem will to lead you on the path of ms of truth and shalom. But the general rule is almost everything that we deal with. A person has to learn how to be mevater. A person who's able to, again, I started off saying there's no good word because we don't live in a society which, which is practiced too much. Relinquish the rights. Relinquish the rights. They are the bin. They, they're a winner, but Olam has that. The person becomes bigger. First of all, you know how to be mevater. You know how to give up some money. You give up your, your pride sometimes. You're, you're cursed. Your person gives up their ego person gives up on being angry even though they, they have a right to be angry a person gives up on being vengeful even though they have a right to be they become a bigger person forgetting forgetting next they become a bigger person they're a grace immense they're a big person they, they bring much more shalom to, them, to themselves happiness health there's for sure more ruchnias so much more ruchnias first of all you can learn better you can daven better you can more sh- Strength to be involved and be a player in communal matters because you, because if you're not, if you cannot be mavater, you will not be able to be a player in communal matters because you will be turned off or burnt out. But to be a player in communal matters and you'll bring Hashem happiness. That's you will be less tzarshkana. Person will be mavra midaisav. The Gemara says a person expands their midaisav to forgive people to move on, not to do it. They are blessed from Hashem. They're judged better. They can't get bracha from Hashem. This is a small chapter, but if we inculcate this, it, it will change our lives forever for the better. Okay, we'll hold it.